Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 18, 2023, and it's the last today's word message of the year. Now, if you're new here, let's say you just came across me on YouTube and you don't know who I am and you don't know what today's word is. Well, in December of 1997, the Lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox so they could start the day with the word of God. And he told me to call it today's word. Well, that was 26 full years ago. Now December is marking year number 27. So 26 years of sharing today's word to God be the glory. I'm honored. It's, it's grown. You know, it started just with the email. Then it became a website. Then uh, after that, you know, we we did the podcast. We had an app. You know, we have the video versions. So the video version started 13 years ago. We have about 3,000 episodes. All of this to the glory of God. So thank you for those of you that walk along this journey with me. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life. Thank you for allowing me to take the things that God gives me every morning and share them with you and for giving me the, the access to your heart. Everybody, you don't give everybody the license to speak into your life, but you have given me that license. And for that, I am eternally grateful and thankful to God. To God be the glory for the things he has done through today's word and the things he will continue to do. So uh, this year, I started the year with a series on the, the miracles of Jesus. And we went through that for about five months. And then I did a series on the parables of Jesus. And we did that for the other seven months. And that's it. I'm done. Like, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'll come to you. I'll be back with you at the beginning of January. And when I come back to you at the beginning of January, I'll see what the Lord has for us for 2024. But for this morning, what I want to do is I'm going to go back and give you some, some lessons that you should have learned through the, the series on the, on the miracles and the parables. I'm going to give you 15 quick lessons from each. And then I, I have a special prayer for you. So I love you. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Get ready to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning as we close out the year. Uh, 26 years of today's word. All right, what does this mean for you today? I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? All right, since I, I spent the year just on two series, I'm going to give you some quick thoughts from each. So here's some reflections from the miracles of Jesus, and then I'll give you some reflections from the parables of Jesus, and then I'm going to pray for you. All right, so here's 15 things that you should have or could have learned from the miracles of Jesus. I'll go through these quickly. You ready? All right, here we go. Number one, not, there's nothing impossible for God. There's nothing. There's nothing God can't do. And I hope that you got that in that series, that you were built up and edified. Your faith was, was, was reminded that, hey, there's nothing God can't do. So if I'm facing it, I can take it. And one word from God can turn any seemingly, seemingly hopeless situation around. Say amen to that. Number two, you should have learned that God's timing is always perfect. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that everything, there's a time for everything and everything in your life is going to happen at just the right time. And there are many times when we want God to do it now and we're asking him to do it now. And when God finally does it, we're like, Lord, thank you that you didn't do it when I asked you to do it because his timing is always perfect. He may not come when you want him, 
but he's always right on time. Number three, God is looking for your faith. God does everything that he does for us by grace. Grace is unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. God does everything that he does for us by grace, but we are called to walk and live by faith. So we provide faith where God has provided grace and our faith taps into God's grace. And then we become the men and the women that God has called us to be. We get to experience God's best in this world. Say amen to that. All right. Here's another one. Uh, Number four, we must choose faith over fear. I know I'm going fast, but I have a lot to go through. I have 30 of these things. So uh, we must choose faith over fear. Fear is a choice. Faith is a choice. And you have to decide which one are you going to choose. Faith is going to align you with God. Fear is going to align you with Satan. You must choose faith over fear. Many times Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. Number five, God is a God of compassion. I told you that empathy is when you're able to feel what the other person feels, but Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus didn't just feel him. Jesus said, okay, now I'm going to take, compassion takes it to another level and compassion then causes me to do something about it. And so our God is a God of empathy and a God of compassion. He cares about us and he cares about us so much that he's going to do something about it. Say amen to that. Number six, God has supreme authority. Jesus exhibited uh, command over everything, over nature, right? There's nothing. And there, there's a name, Jesus, that's above every name. Cancer is below the name of Jesus. This, in the natural and in the spiritual, there is nothing that can usurp the authority of God. So God is the supreme authority. He is a sovereign ruler. He is a sovereign king. Everything is subject to God's power. So there's nothing God can't do. Number seven, healing is the children's brand. Oh yes. We learned so many miracles about healing. And so both physical and spiritual healings, healing in your soul is the, the will of God. Sickness is not of God. Sick, God didn't put it on you just to take it away. The devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. Number eight, obedience unlocks the blessing. And so you got to follow God's instructions, follow God's directions so that you can experience God's best. Uh, number nine, God has divine power for human needs. Not only does God have divine power for spiritual things, but God has divine power for natural and tangible things. He was multiplying fishes and loaves. There are things that God will do for you in the natural just because he loves you. And so the supernatural power of God will be manifested in tangible things in your life. Say amen to that. Number 10, prayer connects us to God's power. Prayer connects us to God's power. So when you're praying, you are tapping into the power of God. You're coming in alignment with your assignment. You're coming in alignment with heaven. Prayer aligns you. Listen, so God's will can be done where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. So what's in heaven can be manifested in the earth. When you pray, you can experience heaven on earth daily. Let me pause right here and say this. I know I'm going fast. But that's why you need to sign up and get the notes. You go to todaysword.org, you click on the big, big red subscribe button on the top right, and you get my notes every day in your email inbox for free. Because here's 30 things, 30 quick lessons that if you already signed up, you have this in your email inbox waiting on you. Number 11, intercession is powerful. Not only does God want you to pray for you, but God wants you to pray for other people. That's why God will wake up somebody in the middle of the night to pray for you. Because God does nothing on earth except in response to prayer. And so God is looking for believers to pray and powerful things happen when believers pray, but God will have somebody to pray for you and God will lead you to pray for other people. Intercession is powerful. Put in the, in the chat, I'm going to stand in the gap for other people as well. Number 12, our testimony can lead 
to the faith of other people. So we overcome, the Bible says, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we got to share our testimony. We got to tell of the goodness of God. We got to share it. Why? And then, because when we're telling our testimony and sharing our testimony, miracles, signs, and wonders are a sign for the unbeliever. Unbelievers need to know that our God is real. Unbelievers need to know that our God is good. Unbelievers need to know what God has done for me and what God has done for you. Number 13, God's glory is the end goal. Put in the chat, it's all about him. God's glory is the end goal. It's, it's all about glorifying God. You are on this planet. I am on this planet to bring glory to his name. At the end of the day, it's about God getting the glory. God deserves the glory. All the glory belongs to him. Now, here's the good news. So this is why you deflect the glory right back to God. Here's the good news. God gets the glory. We get the benefits. <laughs> That arrangement is just fine with me. I've been living that way for years and I love it. I give God the glory. He keeps blessing me. I get the benefits on the earth. I'm walking with God. The more he blesses me, the more he elevates me, the more influence he gives me, the more I give God the glory, the more God says, man, my son right there, Rick, he's going to give me the, there's nothing I can give him that he's going to get caught up in the stuff and not get caught up in me. So I'm going to elevate him even higher. And then God takes me higher and I give him the glory and God takes me higher. I give him the glory. He gets the glory. I get the benefits. Say amen to that. Number 14. Uh, expect God to work in unexpected ways. And many times in the miracles, Jesus did stuff in, in unexpected ways. And so you got to expect the unexpected. With God, you just never know. God can do it in a myriad of ways. So there's no cookie cutter approach to God. There's no systematic approach to God. There's no like formula for God. God is not a God of formulas. God could do it however God wants to do it. One word from God can turn that thing around. Say amen to that. And then number 15, God's mercy extends to all people in the miracles miracles, we saw how Jesus was ministering to people that even, especially the Pharisees and the Sadducees, thought that he should not be ministering to. God's mercy extends to all people. Say amen to that. I, that was fast. All right. Now, Brother Pena, what about the parables? Let's go through 15 just like that for the parables. You ready? Here we go. Number one, we're called to love like God loves. You learned that in the parables, that love is the is the mandate. Love is the requirement. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one for another, John 13, 34, and 35. And so we're supposed to love like God loves. We're supposed to be conduits of God's love in this world. Number two, character is the key to God's assignment. So you have this divine assignment, but God can't release the blessing over you until you develop the character to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. And so you have to develop your character. You're just not ready. You think you're waiting on God. God is waiting on you because you ain't ready for it yet. And you can't handle that blessing yet. So you got to develop divine character so that you can be able to carry the weight of the blessing. Say amen to that. Number three, God trusts us according to our capacity. God trusts us. God releases blessings to us according to our capacity. In the parables, we learn that God gives us blessings, or in the parable of the talents, according to our ability to manage. And so if you uh, if you say you, you want something, but you don't have the skills, you haven't developed the ability to manage it, you don't know, uh, you can't operate at that level yet, then God can't give it to you because if God gives it to you, what's supposed to be a blessing will turn around and be a burden. So you have to develop the character to be able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. Say amen to that. Number three, God trust us. Uh, no, that was that was number three. Number four, faithful stewardship will be rewarded. So when you are faithful over little, God will give you charge over much. So faithful stewardship 
will be rewarded in the kingdom of God. You just continue to be a good steward and God will continue to bless you. Say amen to that. Number five, you can have significant growth even from small beginnings. The Bible teaches us to despise not small beginnings. Spiritual and natural growth comes from small beginnings. Things in the kingdom of God start small, but they have the potential to grow very large, like mustard seed faith. So you ought not to despise small beginnings, appreciate where you are, thank God for where you are, and know that the best is yet to come. Say amen to that. I'll give you an example of that. I was at a birthday party for some friends of mine yesterday where uh, the spouse, uh, the the wife was turning 60, 60 years young. And so uh, this couple has been married for decades. And a beautiful birthday party, celebration. Oh my God, just very beautiful. And um, their son was there with his their son's spouse. And um, so the father gives the, 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 the mother this beautiful gift for her 60th birthday. And I say to the son, well, your dad set the, set the bar kind of high. And he was like, well, we ain't at that level yet. I was like, you're right, because you're not. You're not at that level but you have something to aspire to attain, right? You can see it. So you, you start where you are and then you get an example of what right looks like. You're at this marriage, you guys have been married for two years and you see where people look like they've been married for 40 years and you're like, okay, got it. I'm gonna get there. And it's like that with your business. It's like that with your walk. It's like that in every area of your life. Despise not small beginnings. Number six, be spiritually prepared at all times. Another thing that we learned in the parables that no man knows the day nor the hour that Jesus is coming back. So we need to be ready. We don't want to be like those five virgins that was left out with no oil, knocking on the door, open the door. That was like the door is closed. You missed the bus, right? You don't, you, you know, no man knows the day nor the hour. We need to be ready. Put in the chat, I'm going to be ready. We got to be ready at all times. You just never know when Jesus is coming back, right? And number seven, God's forgiveness is limitless. We learned a lot in the parables about love and mercy and grace and forgiveness. We learned a lot about how forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. It's not about the other person. It's really about me. I got to release that thing in my heart. The other person already moved on with their life. They, they ain't even, in the country, they say they ain't even stunting you. Like they're not even thinking about you. And here you are allowing them to take up, you know, occupy space in your mind. And you're all, all upset and huffing and puffing over they, what they did to you. And they already moved on. They ain't even thinking about about you. And so forgiveness is for you and forgiveness is limitless. And, and we have to forgive and we have to forgive the way that God forgives. And, and so there's this boundless and endless love. Number eight, mercy in the kingdom of God transcends all boundaries. We learned in the parable of the Good Samaritan that we're supposed to love everyone everywhere. There was a, a person, there was a, a, a priest who was supposed to be like close to God, he walked right past the man. There was a Levite who was supposed to be close to God, walked right past the man. Here comes a Samaritan who was not supposed to have any dealings with the Jews, and he went beyond racial and ethnic boundaries to be a blessing. So the mercy of God, the, tr the grace of God, we're supposed to love everyone everywhere and not be limited by what divides us. We're supposed to be united by the blood of Jesus. Say amen 
to that. Number nine, we will be held accountable before God. We're going to have to give an account. Jesus said one time, you, you're even going to have to give an account for every idle word that you've spoken. The word idle there means unproductive. You're going to have to stand before God and give an account for your life. And so we all have to be accountable and responsible to God. We, we all have to realize that we're going to have to live our lives in such a way that we're going to stand before God one day. And we need to live our lives in a way that we're going to, we're going to be able to, to look back over our lives and say, yeah, Lord, I did that. So let's make sure that we're going to be accountable and responsible to God. Number 10, the condition of our heart often impacts or, uh, or determines the reception of the word. We learned that from the parable of the of the word, of the, the sower. The sower went forth to sow. It was the same word. It was the same sower, four different types of soil, four different types of re results. So the condition of your heart is going to dictate how you hear from God. The condition of your heart is going to dictate how much you can walk with the Holy Spirit. If your heart is distracted, you're going to miss out on the word. You need to be locked in, rid your heart of all distractions. Do not get caught up in the cares of this world, the love of money, and the lust for other things, or the deceitfulness of riches. No, free from all of that stuff so I can hear the word, walk with God, be led of the Holy Spirit, say amen to that. Man, this stuff is good. Number 11, true riches are in God. We learned about real riches and, and financial riches in this world is the least of all the riches in the kingdom of God. Money is the least of all riches. And so there's a certain level of riches that, that transcends money, but God will give us money too. But but you got to understand how, how God sees riches. And so you, you learn things from God, you walk with God, you develop in true riches, and then God will give you management and oversight of natural riches as well, as long as you have... The, the ability to manage it. Number 12, the value of humility. We learned a lot about humi humility in the parables and how God gives, God resists the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. How we got to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, not praying like the Pharisee, uh, you remember the Pharisee and the tax collector, not praying like that dude. That dude was like, oh Lord, I thank you that I'm not as bad as other people. I'm not as bad as that tax collector over there. Lord, I thank you that I give a tithe, a tenth of everything. Lord, I thank you that I fast twice a week. Lord, I'm so good. Like, no, God, God resists the proud. We got to learn the value of humility and falling on our face and coming before God and realizing that we are nothing without God. Put in the chat, say, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Number 13, the cost of following Jesus. We learned that, listen, God has never required any less than all of you. Let me say that again slowly it down. God has never required any less than all of you. God wants all of you. God wants 100% of you. Either God is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. God wants all of you. There's a, there's a high cost to the free gift. The free gift is salvation. God has provided eternal life for everyone everywhere, but there's a high cost to this free gift. What does God want from me when he gives me eternal life for free? What does he want from me? He wants everything. He wants my whole life. He wants me to die to self daily. Success in Christ is not a matter of more trying. Success in Christ is a matter of more dying. Say amen to that. Number 14, acting on the word of God is essential. You can't be a hearer only. You got to be a hearer and a doer of the word of God. And delayed obedience is disobedience. You can put that in the chat. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So we got to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do and do it quickly. Do it whenever he tells you to do it. And then number 15, the last one for today, God's pursuit of the lost. We serve a God that loves everyone everywhere, and it is not the will of God that any man should perish and go to hell. So God wants the lost to be saved. God will leave the 99 to find the one, and he'll do it every time. 
and he will rejoice. And there will be rejoicing in heaven when one lost sheep is found, even more than the 99 who don't think that they need God. So listen, we need to be emissaries and ambassadors of the kingdom and lead the lost to Jesus. Say amen to that. Whew. As we close out 2023 and look forward to 2024, I just want to thank you again. Thank you for going on this journey with me. Um, I spent, I'm from Brooklyn, if you didn't know, uh, but I spent a lot of time in the South. And I like, uh, in the South, they have all these phrases and stuff that I, that I like. One that I like is, you should pity the frog that won't praise his own pond. And I learned that from a guy that was telling me, you should appreciate your own wife, that you should pity the frog that won't praise his own pond, right? And uh, another phrase that I learned is that in the country, they said, that, like, you know, in the city, they'll walk you to the door and open the door and be like, bye. But in the country, people will walk out of the house and walk a piece of the way home with you. And as we seek to close out 2023 and go into 2024, I just want to thank you. You know why? Because you're like walking a piece of the way home with me. This world is not my home. This world is not your home. We're like pil pilgrims passing through. And so all of us that are born again, we're on our way back to heaven. Like we're going to go to heaven. But you have chosen to allow me to speak into your life on a daily basis. And by doing so, it's like you're, you're walking a piece of the way home with me. I don't know how long you're going to be with me on today's word. On today's word, I've seen people come and go. People can come, watch today's word for a little bit, or get the emails and then unsubscribe. And cool. I mean, like, I don't have to be in your life forever. But whatever portion of your life you give me, I appreciate it. Some people like Brandy have been getting today's word forever. Like, I think Brandy has been getting it since 98. <laughs> so, so Brandy was with me from the, be from the beginning. So, um, yeah, but whatever portion you've allowed me to speak into your life, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for walking a piece of the way home with me. So remember, as we close out 2023 and go into 2024, go over some of these lessons that we've learned, meditate on it, get ready for what God has for you in the next year. And I pray that 2023 was the best year of your life. And I pray that 2024 will be even better than that. So today, instead of giving you a declaration of faith, which is what I do you know, almost every day, I feel led to do something different for you. From Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries to you, I, I have a prayer that I want to pray over you to close out 2023, and then I'll, I'll see you in 2024. Can I pray for you? So you don't have to repeat after me or anything. Just open up your heart to receive the prayer I'm about to pray over you. And it's a privilege for me to pray for you, by the way. So thank you. So just bow your head and receive this prayer. Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus, your son, my Lord. My heart is full of expectation and gratitude. As we stand at the threshold of a new year, I pause to speak blessings over each person connected to this ministry, Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. Father, I ask that you would pour out your abundant blessing over every listener and every reader. May your favor surround them like a shield and may it go before them daily. May the, your joy, the joy of the Lord, be their strength. Bless their homes with peace, their work with prosperity, and their families with unity and love. In this upcoming year, I pray for doors of opportunity to be opened, for dreams to be realized, 
for visions to be clarified. May each step they take be ordered of you. May it be filled with divine appointments and kingdom connections. I speak health over their bodies, wisdom over their decisions, clarity and focus over their minds. May they experience your protection and provision in every aspect of their lives. May your love overflow in and through them, touching the lives of everyone they encounter. Father, as they walk in obedience to your word and are led by your spirit, I declare that they are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. May they be the lenders and not the borrowers, winners and not losers, victors and never victims. Bless them, Father, with a deeper understanding of your word and a closer walk with you. May, may their faith grow stronger, their love grow deeper, and their influence grow wider as they embrace your grace to impact this world for your glory. Father, I speak blessings over their 2024. May it be a year of supernatural growth, tremendous breakthroughs, life-changing experiences, overwhelming manifestations of your glory, and powerful testimonies of your goodness. Father, I believe I just prayed your will. All of your promises are in you, yes, and you're looking for an amen from us. So as I close, I put an amen on this prayer. May your best manifest in their lives and in my own. I pray this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I love you. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. May the goodness and the grace of God continue to overwhelm and abound towards you. If you don't have uh, my books, this may be a good time of the year to get them. Get ready for 2024. Read Level Up Your Life. Read the affirmations books. Make those declarations. Read Grace-Based Success. Get some of the journals. Listen, thank you for walking a piece of the way home with me. I love you. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Leave me some comments in the chat. I'm going to go back and read those. And then do me a favor. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. Isabella loves you. May the grace of God abound towards you every day of your life. I'm going to come back to you in January. I'm about to take a break. I'm going to seek God, take a little bit of a sabbatical like I do at the end of the year. And uh, when we come back, it's going to be good. I, I, I'll know what to say for 2024, and we're going to continue to go on this amazing journey. Year number 26 was amazing. When we come back in 2024, we're going to get ready for year number 27. I love you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. May you have an amazing New Year celebration, and I'll see you in January. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want 
access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.